A few weeks ago, we highlighted 92-year-old Warren Buffett and his frugal lifestyle. However, get this. At this airing, his longtime business partner and right-hand man is 99 years old. He still works every day and has had a remarkable life helping Warren at Berkshire Hathaway. Today, Dave is going to share eight tips from the famed investor that is both straightforward and brilliant at the same time. Good day and welcome to the Save Like Dave podcast, where we are on a mission to help you save and win with your money on almost any income level. Dave retired at 55, traveled the world, and lived abundantly, all while making well under $50,000 a year his entire career. Now it's your turn. Let's take your financial dreams to the next level. Today's episode is all about Charlie Munger. He's lived an incredible life, just like his buddy Warren Buffett, and uh, there's a lot we can take away from him. So Dave, go ahead and take it away. Well, thank you, Nate, and thank you, everybody, for listening to my podcast on finance. Personal finance is my focus. And uh, before I begin with Charlie Munger, when I did a little research on this guy, I had heard about him before, so I did have a background. But what was interesting to me was that without realizing it, he and I really kind of think alike, right? And so my takeaway from that is this guy obviously is a billionaire, and I am not a billionaire, of course. But there's some just some basic financial decisions that you want to make if you want to win with money. And that's my takeaway from today with Charlie Munger. This guy is brilliant, but uh, he doesn't have any super unbelievable suggestions on how to win with money. It's just common sense in, in a lot of ways. But it's also worth repeating because this guy is sharp. And as Nate mentioned, he's 99 years old at this writing. And he's a pretty incredible dude. Yeah. So even though he's a billionaire, there's a lot of stuff that people like you and me can learn from him. Yeah. Yeah. That was my takeaway. Just good, solid, common sense, uh, Midwest type of thinking is what I would say. All right. So let me start. There's eight things that I want to focus on today. And if you've been listening for a while, you will see there is some repeats. We've talked about a lot of these individually when I've done a specific podcast. But uh, I think you'll see you're going to learn some things. And for some of you, it might just be a good reminder of, oh, yeah, I got to get back on track. I need to focus on this or that. And my goal today is that you'll take one of these eight and apply it to your life so that you'll be on your way to win with money. All right. The very first one that I'm going to talk about is saving your money early. Charlie Munger believes in saving money from a young age, and this means setting aside some of the money you get, like an allowance or gifts, instead of spending it all. I cannot agree more with that statement. You know, honestly, for me, it's probably the biggest difference maker for my story. And as you may know, my income was below average. However, with discipline and starting early, saving for my future. I was able to overcome the income issue, and over time, I won with money. So again, as I've always tried to focus, it's not how much you make, but it's what you do with how much you make. Yeah, and and I'll just add to that. Uh, You might be thinking, well, you know, I'm just starting my career, and I'm not making much, so I, I don't have much money to save. But honestly, the biggest thing is you're building the habit. That's right. Even if you're not able to save a lot, maybe you're only able to save $50 a month. 
The point is you're saving early. And as Dave mentioned, the least money he's made in his career was his early years. But since he started early, mm-hmm. it was able to accumulate early as well. Yeah, that, that was the difference maker for me. You know, if you remember that rule of 72, your money doubles every 10 years if you can get 7.2% or let, to make it simple, if you can get about 7% every year, and you can do that in the stock market, you can do that if you have real estate. If you do that, your money's going to double every 10 years. So the earlier you start, the, at the end of your work cycle, those numbers are absolutely incredible. All right, the second one that Charlie Munger talks about is avoiding debt. He thinks it's smart to avoid borrowing money whenever possible. Debt means you have to pay back more money than you borrowed, and that is not frugal. I've talked about this before. You know, you, you see that TV, that big honking 85-inch screen TV that your friend had, and you thought, man, I'm going to go get one of those things. They're only X, right? They've come down a lot, but let's just say $1,000. Well, they're on sale for $800, and you think, wow, that's fantastic. I'm going to get that TV. Well, you can do that, but if you don't pay that TV off within the month that you bought it, you're going to pay interest on that. And now that savings of, in this scenario, $200 becomes less and less because you're paying interest on the carryover debt that you did not pay off that month. So you have to avoid that. The only debt from all my reading, the only debt that is somewhat okay is, and it's normal for probably 99% of the people, is debt when you buy a home. Nothing else. You should never have debt on your car purchase Obviously, personal things. Um, you can have a credit card, but you got to make sure you pay it off every single month. Yeah, and of course, you'll have a lot more peace of mind too to know that uh, you're not just working to pay things back that you're already using, or in some cases, are no longer using. Right. So avoid debt at all costs. Yeah, and I'll tell you, you know, if you listen to Dave Ramsey, you know what I'm talking about. But if you can get out of debt as soon as possible, even that big mortgage. It's an incredible change when, like, I don't have any debt. And every month, I never have to write a mortgage. I never have to pay for a car loan and so on and so forth. And it just gives you freedom. And uh, that's my goal is to encourage you to do that. All right? The next one is invest wisely. And what he means by that is instead of just saving money in a piggy bank, so to speak, and I actually know somebody literally that he, he puts $100 bills between books in his bookshelf. And that is ridiculous. But instead of saving money in a piggy bank, he suggests putting it into investments like stocks and bonds. You know, we've talked about that, of course. This way, your money can grow over time. Now, I agree with this statement. However, it does involve work on your part. You can hire a financial coach if you need to, but I would just ask that you spend time learning the basic personal finance things that affect you. That way you are in control of your money and are able to make it right for your circumstances. The next one of the eight is learning continuously. I've talked about this before. I've given suggestions for books to read and things you can go online and learn about, but learning continuously. This guy's 99 years old and he still gets up and he takes an hour to himself to personally grow. Now, he doesn't have to do that. He's 99 years old, but he has set a habit or a routine and he gets up every morning early. He takes one hour and, you know, reads the business magazines, reads a book, that kind of thing. Yeah, that reminds me actually of uh, his buddy Warren Buffett. 
because I know in reading about him, he spends multiple hours reading as well. And uh, it does make me think, you know, how much you could learn, how much you could grow as a person if you weren't just so consumed with the news that's happening right now or the social media or the next thing you need to do. I think if you can find a way to take that time, that's really going to kind of free you up to better work when you when you actually have time to think, meditate, pray, whatever it is you do. Yep. Yeah, I 100% agree with that. And right now in the last 10 to 15 years, that is a huge issue. You know, mostly looking at that crazy cell phone that you have or watching too much TV. If you want to win with money, if you want to really succeed, you have to change your behavior. And that's a real good one right there. You know, we're not going to advocate to get rid of your cell phone. Of course not. But uh, you can limit how much you look at it and you can set up little disciplines to keep away from doing that. And if you want to be different, if you want to win with money, you have to do things like that. Munger believes in always learning and gaining knowledge. And again, he's 99 years old. The more you know, the better decisions you can make about money. And every time I read about some successful person, they're huge readers. You know, another personal guy that does this a lot is Elon Musk. Everybody knows him. And uh, he is a voracious reader. And look where he is, right? All right. The next one is living below your means. Uh, It means to not spend all your money that you have. Live a bit below your means, which means not buying everything you want and saving for later. I'd like to add that this must be a part of your plan to win with money. No one can spend more than they earn over the long term. It's just not sustainable. If you do that, think about it. You're never going to get ahead because you always have a a mortgage. I mean, you always have, well, a mortgage, but a credit card payment or uh, the car payment. And if you do that long term, you're not going to win with money. Yeah, I'll just add to that. I think the American way a lot of time is just credit and spend and you can leverage things as best you can, but obviously that's not the way to live. It's not the way to have a peace of mind. And when you live below your means, well, then you always will have enough. Yep. Yeah. It's getting rid of that keeping up with the Joneses mentality. Exactly. The next one that Mr. Munger spoke about was avoid impulse buying. Think carefully before buying something. Ask yourself if you really need it or if it's just something you want in the moment. And I'll tell you, there's a a great rule of thumb on this one. And actually, Nate taught me this. And for example, if you're looking at something online like most of us do now, and you really want that thing, you think it's the greatest thing since sliced bread. Okay, put it in your uh, box. What do you call it? Your shopping cart. Shopping cart. Thank you. But what you do then is don't hit the button to uh, purchase it, but wait a day to purchase it. That will take the emotional buying out of that item, and then you can make a more rational decision the next day. Now, remember, you're listening to this podcast because you want to win with money, and that might be a silly example to you, but you can understand the idea of it is don't make an emotional decision when you buy something. Now, if you uh, your tire goes out, you have to have tires, well, that's one thing, but that may be what you use your emergency fund for. But my point is, if it's just stuff, if it's new clothes or uh, the new gadget, the new phone or whatever, you don't have to buy it that day, right? Just put it in your queue and make a decision the next day. And you might say, you know what? Well, I don't really need that new phone. I'm trying to win with money. And then you delete it. Exactly. And, uh, you know, that's the problem with Amazon. It is so easy to buy something online. And uh, when you have it on your credit card, you're not even going to feel the pain until end of the month. 
And so uh, a lot of times, maybe not Amazon, but some of these other sites, if you uh, put in your shopping cart, you have if they have your email, they might send you a discount code. They might send mm. you 10% off. So you end up maybe getting 10% off the next day or two just yeah. by not purchasing it in the moment. Yep, I've seen that. All right, the next one, the next to last one actually is being patient. He suggests being patient and waiting for good opportunities. Don't rush into decisions about spending or investing. And for me, the example would be, you know, okay, you've done the education. You've learned as much as you can about buying that first rental house. And then you start looking at houses and you see one, you just absolutely love it. And the realtor is helping you with it. And it's a little more than you expected, but you want to do it. And so you buy it. And what happened, maybe, is you didn't really count the cost. You didn't realize that, okay, the mortgage is X and I think I can get that much from the renter, so I'm good. But you forgot you also have to figure out, well, you have to have insurance on that house and you have to have somebody mow the yard probably and you have to pay that mortgage every month whether there's a renter in there or not. And so there's all these little things that come into play. And if you are not patient and not really think through your spending or investing, you can get into trouble pretty quickly. Yeah. And conversely, you also don't want to be someone who is just sits on their hands and never takes opportunity. That's 100% right. So it is a balance for sure. Yeah. You know, you don't want to never buy a house. Yep. But at the same time, I love Dave's approach of just cautiously looking at all the details first. Yeah. And, you know, we've bought many houses over the years and, you know, personal houses or rental houses. And lots of times it's a very emotional decision. It's like, oh, I really like this house. I love the neighborhood. It's close to this and blah, blah, blah. And so it affects how you make that purchase. But if you're buying it, especially as an investment, you got to look at the big picture. Is it really going to return the numbers that you want? And I will tell you, if you think that that house has to be bought before somebody else gets it, because you don't want to lose out that fear of missing out, well, I'll tell you, there's. if you do not get that, there'll be 10 more houses or 10 more investments that'll be as good or better. You just have to take the emotions out and make a good decision using your brain and not your emotions. That's a great point. All right. The last one is avoiding wastefulness that Charlie uh, talks about. And he says that being frugal also means not wasting things. Use what you have wisely and don't throw things away if they can still be useful. Now, again, this guy is a billionaire. And like Warren Buffett, he's very careful with his money because his keeping up with the Joneses is not where it's at. You know, he'll tell you that. And that's the point there. All right. Remember, though, being frugal doesn't mean being cheap. It means being smart with your money and making thoughtful choices to secure your financial future. I think what amazes me most about both Warren Buffett and Charlie Munger, you know, who we just went over, is how normal these guys kind of live their lives. Again, nothing quote unquote wrong with it, but you see Jeff Bezos purchase the biggest yacht and travel all over the world. Meanwhile, these guys are avoiding wastefulness and, you know, being frugal with their money. It's really striking. Yeah, it is. And, you know, honestly, I would guarantee that there's not a single person listening to this podcast is going to be the next Charlie Munger, right? And, and that's okay. But the takeaway is to live below your means, 
you know, to do the some of those things that he's talking about. And you're going to win with money. And you may not be a Charlie Munger, but you're going to be a very successful person sooner than you think, financially speaking. All right, let me just uh, close with three points, as I always like to do. The first one is that Charlie talks about is start savings early. That can be the difference maker in winning or losing the money game. Because of the time value of money, this one thing will be the difference maker for most of us. The second one that I want to point out is avoid debt. That is another key metric to winning with money. Be honest for a minute. If you had a choice to pay for something in cash or pay it over time and pay extra in interest payments, you'd go with the cash option every single time, right? Well, believe it or not, it can be done. However, it will take a total radical change in your thinking for many of us to do this. Some of us, it's just natural, but for most of us, that's difficult. So if you think that is wishful thinking, that you're saying to me, Dave, I can never pay for everything in cash. I'm just, I know I'll never be there. Well, think again, because I looked it up. 31% of Americans pay everything with cash only. So you decide today to be among the 31%. And the third thing that I want to emphasize is to live below your means. It's not just a good idea. It's the right thing to do. And you will win with money. Yeah, those are all such great points. Start saving early, avoid debt, and live below your means. If you follow those three things, you're going to be successful with money. There's just no way around it. It's just simple. Yep. And uh, we don't need to overcomplicate it. We don't, I know we talk about a lot of different stuff like Roth IRAs and right. 401ks and all these different great investment vehicles and, and all that. But, uh, you know, if you just do those three things, save early, avoid debt, and live below your means, you're going to be a success in life. Yep. All right. The last thing I'm going to share today regarding our podcast is to take action. At an early age, Charlie began a habit that is both profound and useful. As I mentioned earlier, each morning before he puts his time into working for someone else, he has dedicated an hour to his personal growth. He studies a subject that is important to him. So I challenge you to do the same. Are you working at a job to pay the bills, but you want more in life? Take that hour. You have to be disciplined. It's going to be hard at first. But take that hour first thing in the morning before you go to work and use it for yourself. During that time, dream big and begin to move in the direction that you ultimately want to be. Does that make sense? Yeah, I like that a lot. Schedule time for yourself. Schedule time to make sure you're moving life forward, that you're not just going through the motions. Yeah, that is. it's easy to get caught up into that, honestly, because life happens and we're just too busy and all that. But if you want to change, if you want to win in, in life, it's not only just money, you need to do things differently. And this is a really good habit that uh, we could all do. Yeah, so that wraps up today's episode. And uh, actually, you know, the opposite of Charlie Munger is lifestyle inflation. What exactly is lifestyle inflation? Well, in the next podcast, Dave is going to explain what it is and why you do not want to fall into that lifestyle. He'll also give a few suggestions to overcome this problem for many so that you too can win with money. And lastly, we want to remind you to reach out to Dave at savelikedave.com. That's a free service we offer, and he's always willing to help out with any of your questions. He's not a financial advisor, but he's got a lot of experience and he'd love to help. 
So Dave, go ahead and take it away with a scripture. All right. I'm going to end today with Matthew 6, 19 and 20. It says, Do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth, where moth and rust destroy, and where thieves break in and steal. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where neither moth nor rust destroys, and where thieves do not break in and steal.